Hey, happy Monday and happy September. It's a new month over here. It's a new month and it's also a holiday. Happy Labor Day. Thank you for spending this this bit of your holiday weekend with me. I appreciate you being here. I am really excited for September. I really, I truly am. It always feels like a new beginning, that back to school feeling, but also the seasons kind of changing. Yes, I live in Florida now and the seasons. Honestly, there is, there is a change, but the change doesn't happen until November. (laughs) It's still definitely summer here, but I think that makes me embrace like fall festivities even more. Like I want pumpkin spiced tea and yeah, I've never been like a pumpkin spice latte. I want to be. I'll do my cinnamon maple latte. I'm still not even drinking coffee. But anyways, I love the pumpkin, the fall, the cinnamon vibes, especially now living in Florida when, when we don't get a break from the heat and you just kind of crave that that fall, <laughs> that fall weather, the crispness, the coziness. And when I lived up north, I was definitely on the other side of things where I was like holding on to every drop of summer and sunshine because it was just so short, short-lived. Anyways, here I am now in Massachusetts. <laughs> As you're listening to this, we are on our trip. We, I can't really say, I'm recording this before we even leave, but as we are listening here today, we are in Massachusetts. So I hope we got there smooth sailing, no issues. And I get to now enjoy some of the fall weather I was just talking about. All right. We're going to get into it with some watches. I hope you have some time on your hands because I watched a ton of TV last week. Uh, TV. (laughs) Netflix, I should say. Um, I don't know if it was because of the hurricane that kind of stormed us inside and, you know, we had that extra like chill downtime. I couldn't really get much done with the girls or it's been because mostly I'm in bed a lot at night. (laughs) Like as soon as the girls go to bed, I get in my bed. I don't know why, but like the couch just doesn't feel as cozy as my bed. Like I'm normally a couch girl. If I'm going to watch a show, we're on the couch. I don't have a TV in my room and I've always been not against that, but I I like the idea of just a TV in the living room. But now here I am curling up in my bed with my pillows, my blankies, laying down vertically. And I set up my laptop so that I can watch it laying down. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been doing. I've been so tired still. And I'm like, hello, second trimester. Where are you at? I'm exhausted. Okay, so here's what I've been watching. I finished the Depp versus Herd trial, which ended up, it kind of made me like, I don't know how I feel about it. I feel kind of sad. Like they were in a toxic relationship. I think they were both in the wrong and I I just didn't like the way social media and the media in general played into that and creating kind of like a villain of the victim or the claimed victim, whatever. Eh. But I'm glad I got to hear the whole story. I wish this came out like earlier this year so I could have known more about what was going on and not just watching it through the memes online. Okay. I watched, this is trash TV right here, Ultimatum, The Ultimatum Season 2. Now, this is for you if you liked Love is Blind. It's a different vibe, but there's a lot of similarities where you're watching this like reality love show. It is hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey. So it is pretty similar. And even like the glasses they drink out of are like the Love is Blind glasses that are like um, 
gold or silver. They're like metal. You can't see what they're drinking ever. Okay. So this show is basically for couples that one of the, one of the partners gives an ultimatum saying, I want to get married. I want to move to the next step in our relationship. And if you do not, I I'm leaving because I want to go start family and I want these things and you're making it clear you don't want them. So they give them ultimatum. They bring all these couples together. Some of them, it's like the guy giving the ultimatum and some of them, it's the, it's the woman. Everyone is different. And then they, they say like, okay, you're officially, this is the ultimatum. You're not married anymore to your partner. And then within that group, they have to pick a different person to date. They actually call it marry. They have to like marry the person. They don't like do a ceremony or anything, but they move in with them for two or three weeks and they have to re- either A, realize that they miss their partner and they don't know what they were thinking getting into this. And <laughs> that's type of one of the scenarios. And then there's another scenario of like, wow, I like, I actually like this random stranger I'm paired with and I'm open to seeing other people because I don't know, like this has opened my eyes to something I didn't know I wanted or needed. Um, okay. So I will say season one was more interesting because of the way the couples interacted with each other, where season two was less interesting. And it was kind of like, it also makes you feel weird because you don't know if you should be rooting them on to, to, to leave the relationship or if you want them to like go back to their partner. Like it, it makes me feel weird. And you're also basically watching them cheat on their significant other. But so many times throughout the show, they're like, it's not cheating. We are not together. And and like the hosts say it too, like you are not together at this moment. Like you need to, it's weird. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So anyways, I watched the whole thing. It was like a quick watch. I don't know. It was like 10 episodes, but like, let me just watch this real quick. Yeah. And it also was like a slow release. But by the time I watch it and the time you're hearing this now, all the episodes are out. So you don't have to wait. Cause sometimes I feel like when you're waiting a week or so for a new episode to be released, you kind of forget every little detail that went on in the last episode. So we watched that. Okay. We got another one. Painkiller. This is a series. It is, I will say, (laughs) I don't want to use the word sad, but like, man, it's like, it's about the opioid, opioid epidemic. It's about Oxycontin. It's about, yeah, just like the impact that it had in the early 2000s and how it took regular people and created addicts. It is so sad, but it's true. And there are parts of it, like, I just find this stuff so interesting. It's based off of, based off of like the true story. I don't want to say it's even a story. It's based off of the historic thing that happened. Okay. Um, and the story is kind of like the characters. Some of them are real people. Some of them are. I really enjoyed watching it. I don't know why I like watching shows like this, but it was entertaining. I would recommend. And if you haven't, the movie or the, there's another docu-series that is a documentary with all the real people being interviewed. It's called The Pharmacist. It's essentially about the same opioid epidemic, but it's different. The painkiller series is more for like entertainment, I guess. (laughs) And then the docu-series is more like facts. And um, it's about a real pharmacist whose son became addicted and actually his son died. I don't think he even knew he was addicted. That, they tell you that in the trailer. But then the, the pharmacist got like really curious, like, what is this Oxycontin and why are all these kids like wanting it? So anyways, 
two very different perspectives or different like sources of watching kind of the same message. So painkiller, we watched that. I, I watched it by myself and Justin would come in the room and was like, babe, guess what just happened? And he was like, oh my gosh, are you going to tell me something depressing? And I was like, yes, but listen. <laughs> so that was painkiller. Okay, wait, <laughs> we have another one. And then I'll, I'll save this other one. I actually have two more, but I'm going to save one for next week because <laughs> this is a lot. All right. Last one I'll mention is Big George Foreman. The name, I automatically think of George Foreman Grill because my mom had one. <laughs> my mom had a George Foreman Grill. And like me growing up in the 90s, I don't think I knew. I always thought he was like the grill guy. Like I didn't realize he was a professional boxer. And like, and then like, I kind of did, I just didn't understand like how that fit into his story. So it is a movie. It's about two hours long. Um, and it's about George Foreman's life, his legend, his, um, just the highlights. What I, I was honestly one, number one, I will say, I wish there was like more pieces. Like they don't really show you like how we got from one thing to the next. It's just kind of like cut to like five years later. Now he's got, I don't know how many kids, which is funny. Cause he had, I think he had four boys and they were all named George Foreman. He named all of his kids, George Foreman. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but the, the best part about it was watching him totally change his life. He found God, which was really cool to see. He became a preacher. Like I had no idea this was his life. And then he went, ended up going back to boxing in his 40s like it was just wild it's a great his story is really cool to watch so that that I'll leave you with that that's a bunch of shows right there that's like three weeks worth of watches all right let's talk about wellness guys my back knee is is gone I'm gonna go use the soap again right now I've been using it every time I shower maybe maybe I can cut back now but I just want to keep the back knee under under wraps. Like we are, I just want to eliminate it. I don't want to have to worry about it anymore. I use my magic soap. I will link it below. It's on Amazon. It helps with postpartum BO. If you have that little lit of stank postpartum that you cannot get rid of, no matter what deodorant, no matter what scrub you're using, this is it. It's got a secret ingredient called benzyl peroxide in it. I looked it up and from what I saw, it seems that it's safe for pregnancy and breastfeeding. Sorry, I'm winded already. <laughs> Getting excited. I'll link this out below. It's great for acne, but it's also great for eliminating the stank. Okay. I've been drinking more protein shakes. So on this wellness little recap, I realized I have not been getting enough protein. And this is something even pre-pregnancy, I was not super, prior I wasn't prioritizing it. I just wasn't. I was kind of aware of it, but also like if I'm living my life and my body's feeling good, I'm not really questioning things. I'm not, you know, seeking an alternative to what I'm already doing. I, I was in this great state of homeostasis, but I kind of was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really get that much protein. I think I get enough. I could always, I feel like everyone could use more protein in the diet for the most part. Um, but yeah, right now with my nausea and everything, I'm like, you know what? I got to make more of an effort. So I've been doing my protein shakes at least once a day, sometimes two. And I use my rookie protein. That's amazing. I can mix it with just like in my blender bottle, which I'm drinking right now, or in a blender. If you want to like go all out and add banana, peanut butter, 
Um, or I just like it straight with ice and almond milk. It's it's great. Okay, other wellness things. I started using um, I hope I say this right, Beekman's. Beekman's. It is it's like the skincare stuff. Sister was at Ulta and the woman said, You have to try this. And she tried it and she loved it. And now I'm trying it and I, I really do like it. Um, not that I need any more skincare, but I'm always open to trying new things. I don't know what it is. I feel like a skincare junkie sometimes. I'm like, yes, let me get let me get some of that moisturizer. <laughs> let me try that toner. And okay, so this one is called, yeah, it's called Beekman 1802 is the brand. You're gonna you're gonna freak out. Maybe not. The secret ingredient is goat goat's milk. Yeah. Is that weird? For some reason, it weirds me out. But also I'm like, wait, this is probably really good for my skin. Yeah, it contains, it does have fruit enzymes, hyaluronic acid. It has squalene to lock in moisture, ceramides to strengthen the skin barrier. And I mean, I've been, so I use the milk drops. I also have the toner and then a moisturizer, but the milk drops are something that I really look forward to putting on my skin every day. I'll see if I can work on getting a code for them, but the, the drops are for, you know, hydration, which I'm always looking for. My skin is so dry. It softens the skin, supports a healthy microbiome in your skin, restores healthy radiance, boosts skin health, and strengthens the skin barrier. So we love all of that. And it comes from goat milk. So the goat milk has proteins in it that are good for you. Prebiotics, amino acids, vitamins and minerals, fatty acids, lactic acids, um, that, that, that's, those are the ingredients that are going to have all of those positive benefits that we're looking for. So just a little update, trying something, trying something a little different, (laughs) goat milk on my face. All right. And since it's a holiday weekend, I know there are going to be sales out there probably everywhere. Check in on the, on my stories on your glowing podcast. I will share some sales today. One that I know of that I wanted to share is the slumber pod. So the slumber pod is like this tent that goes over a pack and play, a crib. Uh, It's great for traveling with a baby or infant toddler. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's a blackout tent. And I remember the first time we went on a trip well, I remember so many times on so many trips with with the girls. We we travel a lot. I feel like I don't, but but we really do. We really do. We just don't go to like crazy um overseas type of travel. And I feel like I can't relate to like the travel bloggers cuz I'm like that's not the kind of travel I'm doing. I'm like heading a couple towns north and staying in a hotel for night or sleeping at my parents. Like that's the kind of travel that we do. Anyways, <clears throat> I'll never forget this one time we had just had Blake and my parents invited us up to the beach and we're like, we're going to get a hotel. And honestly, Blake slept great. She was like a like couple weeks, maybe a couple months old. She slept fine. You know, babies, they do, they do okay at the beginning. It was Rosie that we could not get to lay down. She was almost two, right? So very much toddler phase, climbing out of things. And Ayla was under four. <laughs> And we were like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. So if Ayla saw Rosie get up, it was just game over. So it was a very long night. And I remember my friend had talked about this slumber pod. And I was like, I'm, I'm buying it. I don't care. 
how much it costs. I bought it full price. They didn't send it to me. It wasn't like a sponsored thing. I bought it. We used that for almost three years because <laughs> we would bring it on every trip. You put it right over the, the crib, the pack and play, whatever your toddler is sleeping in. So we started using it with Rosie and then eventually Blake, when she got older, she used it. And then when we moved to Florida, the, we didn't have um, curtains or anything. So I put it over her crib when we first moved to Florida and I kept it on her crib for for years <laughs> until until I just transitioned her into a toddler bed. Like she was she was sleeping in that every night, which it just it just helped. And for naps, like it makes nap time so much easier if it's blacked out and they can't see and she liked it. And anyways, it's a great, it's a great travel piece. It's a great baby shower gift. It's a great, it's a great thing to have. Okay. Now let me see. The discount is they have different colors, which is new. Cause when I got mine three years ago, it was just black. They have this like deep teal color. It's really pretty. It is $30 off right now. And you can stack my code on top for additional $20. So I'm going to say 50 bucks on this thing. My code is, it's really long. It's Kim Perry Co, all caps, Kim Perry Co with a dollar sign and 20. I will leave it below. Kim Perry Co dollar sign 20, like two zero. We'll save you that extra 20% or $20 off your slumber pot. So even if you only travel, I, this is, I swear to you, it is worth it. Even if you only go on two trips a year, if you go on two trips a year, each one is for like a weekend for Christmas and then another weekend in the spring maybe. It is worth it for you and your family to get the sleep you need and it, to be able to adjust to a new space like that. Whew, it is so worth it. Go in with a friend, like buy this together and be like, hey, I'm buying this and you can borrow it for like 20 bucks and <laughs> or like, will you split this with me and like I'll use it. I'll use it on this holiday. Use it whenever you travel. Like that's a great idea. Why we got to do that more as like mom friends is to share our our good stuff. Okay, that's a sale that's going on right now today. Check the Instagram for more sales. We are revisiting the walks of mom shame, and I think this is a great time to do it because I could use a good laugh. We just wanna we just wanna chill today, and we have a good vibe for the week. <laughs> and when we talk about you know sharing things with mom friends. This is one of the things that we can share is this emotion of shame and being able to laugh at it now. This first one I'm going to read to you. She mentions that. She's like, I can laugh at this now. We've got, and this is a submission that I had put out a Google form and maybe I will link it below so that you can put in your, basically it's an embarrassing story that happened and maybe your kids caused it, or maybe it was you. Uh, it doesn't matter who started it, but like you ended up feeling like doing a walk of shame with everyone staring at you. Kids are crying. It's just a, a mess. We've all been there. Okay. We've all been there. I'll put the submission form below so you can enter yours in. You don't even have to put your name. Just, you could leave it totally anonymous. All right, here we go. <laughs> My two in one year old, which hold on. That's a really close age gap right there. Okay. My two and one year old at the time pulled the emergency cord at our med clinic and sent a code blue through the whole hospital. About 15 medics came running during all the chaos. I scooped up my kids and ran. <laughs> it's funny now, five years later. I don't know what a code blue is at a hospital, but anytime those emergency cords get pulled, 
it's just Tyler. However, I cannot imagine this was the first time a cord got pulled on accident by any person, let alone like a baby. Okay. All right. So yes, I'm glad we get to laugh at that now. <laughs> it's really funny that you just bolted out of there. All right. This person is anonymous and it's a, it's a lengthier story. All right, here we go. A couple years ago, I had my third child. Now I'm a mom of four. Congratulations. I'm going to need all of your advice over here. Okay. And I had signed my newly five-year-old son up for a town tennis program. It was pretty slow moving and my very smart, funny son was getting bored easily. He became the class clown, being very silly and not getting much out of the program and distracting the other kids, making the actual lessons even less productive than they already were. I had warned him on several occasions before the lessons that if he wasn't paying attention and participating, we were going to leave and not go back. Well, one day it happened. The final straw. I had my seven-month-old on my hip and my two-and-a-half-year-old following me as I walked onto the court to lead my five-year-old away. He resisted throwing a fit. I had to put all my weight into it at this point as I'm dragging him off the court when he wriggled out of my arms and fell right on my butt in the middle of the tennis court in front of everyone while still holding my seven-month-old. Oh, wait. I fell right on my butt. I was like, that doesn't, I'm trying to picture it. I'm like, how did that Okay, she fell on her butt in the middle of the tennis court in front of everyone while still holding my seven-month-old on my hip. She was fine. All I could do was take a deep breath, stand up, gather my all my children as calmly as I could, my son protesting behind me and several parents slash grandparents there offering to help as I thank them and let them know I'm okay. I got this, even though I so did not. <laughs> and walked a long mom walk of shame to the parking lot carrying my daughter in her infant car seat, holding my two-and-a-half-year-old hand, trailed by a very loud protesting five-year-old. I was worried about wasting people's time and what they must think, or I was so worried about wasting people's time and what they might think that it led to an even bigger embarrassment. I don't regret it. I learned a lot from the situation than the lesson I thought I was teaching him. I am no longer apologetic about how much time or space he takes up. He deserves the experience and to try new things just as much as any other kid. Oh my gosh. I love, okay. I love how this ended. I think taking it as a learning experience is always great, but just the fact of like what could have been done differently and how you could have handled it and like why, why you would have done it differently. I love that. And just like, honestly, bringing your kid to a camp or <laughs> any class setting, coach, sport, whatever, practice, the coach has to have some level. Like, yes, if you are there and you can help, obviously that's going to be great. But the coach has that responsibility now to control the room and control the flow of everything and keeping kids in order and in line and having his own level of discipline, right? So I feel like it shouldn't have been your your call to even have to like take a step in and do that. Um, but also when you were saying that people were offering to help, why do I hate when people offer to help me? <laughs> because when I am going through something like this, I'm like gritting my teeth and I literally want to just stop in the middle of the chaos and just be like, what on earth are you going to do to help me? Like literally, what are you going to do? Hold my baby for me? You're a stranger. Like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. It can be frustrating, but at the same time, you know, that people have just the best intentions. So yeah, it's what it's one of those things though. Mm, it's like, wow, I appreciate the offer, but honestly, like 
it's just not helpful. Just ignore me. That would be helpful if you just look the other direction. (laughs) And then also just spark up a conversation with all the other adults around you so that no one is looking at me. That would be helpful right now. (laughs) Okay, Kristen wrote in and she said, leaving ice skating alone with a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I left the snacks in the car. It was past lunchtime. No stroller. Mom fail. Four-year-old loses her. Boop. So much screaming. We were on the edge of the parking lot. So very unsafe. I couldn't carry both kids. I handed my baby to a little old lady and asked her to follow me to the car while I carried my poor, overtired, starving, screaming four-year-old. We've been there. This is okay. So she trusted a little old lady. (laughs) I haven't done that yet. But listen, when you leave the snacks in the car and the stroll, oh my gosh, are you hearing that? This is all moms of multiples. Like it is really hard to wrangle this age group of zero to four and even a five year old. But having your hands full and like when you you get to that point of like, I physically can't carry all of my kids to the car, (laughs) it just adds to it. Okay. We got one from Megan. My baby had a blowout on the descent of our plane ride. That means at the the end, right? Yeah. Everywhere. Couldn't stand up because the seatbelt sign was on and we were going to land. Yeah. Changed him in my husband's lap in our seat while the seats around us were mortified. Honestly, like what are your options? You could just leave a minute. I guess that was the other option. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that sounds uh, messy. And also, like, I don't know what it is, but but babies, diaper, like baby babies, newborns, like that doesn't that doesn't gross me out as much as like a toddler diaper. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's a real human poop. And versus a newborn, it's just like milk digested. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Next, we got one from Kyla. She says. Buying a new motorhome for our property, and I have two kids with me under three. We have no diaper bag because it's a quick buy and or buy and go, but we had problems getting the motorhome off the owner's property. We were going to meet up with family to grab the diaper bag with diapers, clothes, and wipes. Well, family member ended up coming, and then she had a flat tire, and we were already heading up. So both my kids had no diaper or pants on because they peed through and we got our property. When we got on our property, we found towels to use in the car seat until we got home, praying they wouldn't go to the bathroom on the towels and they did not. Okay. So I feel like it could have been worse. Like I feel like in this case, it didn't sound like a lot of people were watching and we've all been there where we we didn't have a diaper. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've been there when I didn't have a diaper. I've actually had to ask a fellow mom for a diaper because, or wipes, both, because I didn't have them. It's just like one of those things that I started having to do is leave diapers everywhere. Like I had them in my car and like, you know, the pocket on the back of the seats. Like I just would have a random diaper shoved in there because you never know. You just never know. (laughs) All right, next. Victoria says, all right. My son pushed over an entire stock shelf at the grocery store of lighter fluid. It smelled terrible. And the entire shelf broke like tall, giant metal, like tall, giant metal shelves. A nice man went and got a worker for me to help clean up. 
And he just laughed it off and told me how cute my son is, even though I was mortified. The nice man also told the worker it was their fault and tried to make me feel better about that. It was not, (laughs) but I really think people feel for you even when they're staring. I'm so sorry you had an experience. Okay. So she was responding to like when I had shared my mom walk of shame experience. All I can say is it sounds like you handled it like a pro. Okay. Uh, lighter fluid. Wow. (laughs) When you said that it knocked over, I didn't imagine it spilling everywhere. (laughs) And the smell. I'm surprised. Like they didn't say like, listen, we don't, we don't need you to like, it could be dangerous to clean up like you and your son need to go. (laughs) But yeah, I think a lot of people do feel for you and they want, people want to help. It just sometimes like it makes you feel like having that sympathy from others can make us like feel self-conscious, you know, and you're like, I don't want people to feel bad for me. All right. Next story. From Nikki, we were on holiday and my boy goes, mummy, mummy, pee pee. So I pulled him on the side to a nearby tree, put my hands on his bum to push him forward and straight away felt something warm. He did not need to pee. He was poking in my hand, or I think it's supposed to be pooping in my hand, and I had to catch it because we were at the park. I was stuck with poo in my hands and no having our bag of wipes or any clothes. I just had to laugh because I was trapped. Okay, hold on. (laughs) Okay, so we just talked about how people watching is like embarrassing, But also there are these moments when like nobody knows or sees it and you just have to feel like, oh my God, by yourself. (laughs) And like you have to hide this. Like I literally have a piece of poop in my hand. Like what am I going to do with this in public? (laughs) Um, I kind of want to know what ended up happening. Like did you wipe your – was there water somewhere you could wash your hands off? Did the poop go – oh, and what kind of park? Because I know a lot of parks near us, we have like some – wooded areas there are like even trash cans that you could throw it in but like then there are other parks where it is very public and you can't just leave it on the sidewalk or on the side of the sidewalk oh my gosh oh man well I wonder what it's like to have a boy and just be able to like let him pee on a tree over the side and people don't stare at you because I feel like with my girls if I did that everyone's like looking does that make sense okay Anyways, the poop and pee, man. All right, Holly from England says, so, sorry, when I read out loud, sometimes I'm like worried I'm messing up words, but I'm going to read this to you exactly how it's written and we're going to try and piece it together. So toilets to a restaurant were out of order. Therefore, we were in a tiny porta cabin, so like a porta potty, With my almost three-year-old, oh, that's the worst, who I assumed had only weed in her pull-up. Never assume. Wipe them down to see if she needed any, or if she needed a weed and trying to toilet train too. Okay, hold on. This is all over the place, but sounds like you said, I'm so confused. (laughs) Okay, so she thought her daughter peed. So she just went to wipe thinking she just peed and she also had pooped. So she smeared this poop all over. It got on the toilet seat, down her leg, on my hand, no wipes on me as I had assumed and never again assume she had only peed. (laughs) 
<laughs> then to top it off, there was a little there was only a little soap left to wash our hands, so I had to slink it back. I had to slink back into the restaurant table with a half-dressed toddler to use sanitizing wipes all over us. It was pretty obvious to our friends and others what had happened. Oh, I know. It's just the potty, like that stuff is just so gross in general. <laughs> it just makes every, like, I feel like if you, even if you have like a regular diaper change, some people are still like grossed out that you just changed a poopy diaper and had to like touch it. Even if you did wash your hands, it's still like gross to people. So the thought of like this type of situation might mortify some. All right. Tegan says, my son, two and a half, decided to poop in the middle of a hardware store in the aisle. So my husband ran him to the bathroom. The poop went everywhere. My husband asked me to go get him some new undies and shorts. So I run down the road to the baby store and get him some clothes and wipes. Then we get home and there's everything we need in the car right out right out the front door, but my husband said he forgot to pack the baby bag. So here I am fuming because it was in my car and I had left him in charge of one thing, (laughs) taking out the baby bag. He said he couldn't see it. Okay. I, did he pull down his pants and go to the bathroom in the, in the department store or the hardware store (laughs) or his pants on and it still was messy either way. Wow. These poop stories. I, I, wait, listen, you were, you had a partner to help you, which is amazing. Cause a lot of times these stories are happening and we're alone. <laughs> it's just like mom against the world. So I'm glad he was there with you. Like, yes, frustrating, but still you, you guys did it. You got through it together and you shared that shame <laughs> and embarrassment. Okay. Heather says uh, she has a couple stories, but once we were on a 24 hour road trip from Maine to Florida, y'all, that is like a 27-hour car ride with no traffic. Okay. Around North Carolina, my daughter had a huge blowout all over her car seat. The car smelled like for 500 miles in the hot sun. Another time, same trip, different kid, starts with an up the back blowout. I carry her into the rest stop covered in it. There's no saving her clothes. So I had to carry her out in just a clean diaper. Oh no. (laughs) Okay. What were they eating on the road trip? (laughs) I think we got to reassess the road trip snacks (laughs) to prevent these accidents. But yeah, that's hard. And I mean, again, this was not in, in super public. Like, yeah, you had to do the gas station strip down, but at least it was in your car. Oh my God, the smell. What is something that is like an odor eliminator? Like I feel like even like baking soda. Should we start carrying that in the car or diaper bag to just like sprinkle on stinky surfaces? Let's do that. Okay. Next we have from Kaylin. Okay. She says to shorten this story as needed. I think we're going to finish with this one, but here we go. We had had, or we had just had our second child and our first was under three. We had been working on potty training. Oh gosh, another poop story. <laughs> and all was going well. He even was dry at preschool. One day we picked him up early and told him his baby sister wanted to buy him a big brother present. And we took him to a sporting goods store to pick out a scooter. My newborn got hungry and I literally had to walk around the store nursing her while our son tested 
a scooter in the aisle. My husband disappeared somewhere in the store, probably looking at camping gear. And all of a sudden, my son stops mid-scoot and looks at me and cries, Mama, he had pooped his pants. My newborn was literally attached to my boob and my husband was nowhere to be found. So my son is yelling, Mama, and I'm yelling, John. (laughs) He finally appears and wishes my son away to find the bathroom, which of course they had no customer bathroom. Oh man, that's that's the worst. That's the worst just like in general. Like you got to provide a bathroom. Okay. So we had to beg them to use the employee one because they were, we were totally unprepared and had nothing with us. No wipes, nothing. Why? I have no idea. It's not always the case. It's like the one time you're unprepared is when like the biggest accident happens. Okay. So he had to wash him off and throw away the pants and underwear and do the walk of shame through the store with a half-naked toddler. I then got to stand in line with a hungry newborn and buy the scooter. I'm so glad your husband was there. Like, that just, like, takes, like, I mean, imagine if you were by yourself and now you're nursing. You have to clean up this this toddler, but you have a baby in in one arm. Like, how? How? Oh, my gosh. You would have had to just, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. The things that we do, the things that we do, it really is wild, but we get through it. Thank you for writing in and sharing the story. If you have one you would like to share and have me, yeah, have me share on the podcast, please write in. I will link this Google form below. You don't have to put a name. You can put a name. You can be left anonymous. Um, I would love to hear your stories. I would love to hear your stories, poop related or not. We are here for it. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and I'll catch you on Wednesday for a bump date.